This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's been such a wonderful, wonderful week from the weather to the hospitality. Uh, and if I may say so, our week of shows. It's right. been really, really strong. Uh, thanks in no small part. You and I are on camera all the time, but we have a team, um, a, a very, very committed and dedicated team led by Gary, who's not on camera because he's not as camera friendly as Natalie is over here. Uh, Nat- Gary, Natalie, everybody who organized this week when it came to uh, scheduling, getting us to and from. Um, the support, Jeff, but also, but also Max, just, I mean, so many people, but booking Matt a Casey. hell of a lineup of guests, yeah, a hell of a lineup of guests. We, uh, our favorite part about coming to Radio Row and the Media Center at the Super Bowl. This is, it's our second one, brother from another. Last year's right. our first one, number two. Okay, yeah, I'll lose track. Second one. Um, we, L.A. was great. Phoenix was even better. Uh, these conversations we've been able to have with some of the biggest names uh, in media and in the NFL have been uh, quite uh, intriguing, interesting, and refreshing. And so enjoy some of the company that we've been able to keep this week here on Radio Road from Phoenix on Brother from Another. All right, so I don't know if you know, but every single time people interviewed me, I had either said I wanted to interview Devontae Adams and, jo- and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And after I interviewed Devontae Adams, people were like, oh, what are you going to ask Josh Jacobs? You're just going <laughs> to congratulate him about his rushing record, breaking Marcus Allen's rushing record. The season's over. And I just laughed because that wasn't even on my agenda. That's not even what I was thinking about. I just wanted to tell you face-to-face that I'm praying for your dad and your entire family. And I just wanted to ask you, how are you all doing? Uh, man, we've been doing good. Uh, uh, my dad's doing good. Uh, he's, he's doing his little rehab, uh, you know, workouts and, and, and things like that. Uh, and it's been pretty quiet, so whenever it's quiet, it's good. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, congratulations on breaking Marcus Allen's record. <laughs> and not only that, you, you broke the record, but you broke it while he was in attendance. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. So good to be joined by the NFL's leading rusher, leader in yards from scrimmage, and the FedEx Ground Player of the Year. Bro, that's a hell of a trophy right there. That How is much does it weigh? <laughs> it's at least 25 pounds. 25 yeah, pounds? It's pretty heavy. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. Like, you how just, are you supposed to get home with like that? you just like toting that around. Like. Man, I've been having somebody else hold it for me. They're going to ship that to you, right? FedEx, obviously, you, you can't be expected oh. to bring that through security. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like, yeah. how are you supposed to get that home? No, um, for real. Listen, man, this season, could you have imagined, because from an outside perspective, new regime coming in, a lot of rumors about your future with the Raiders. You're playing in the Hall of Fame game. Could you imagine when you were playing in the Hall of Fame game that you would be the FedEx ground player of the year and have a rushing title to your credit? I knew I was going to have a, a, a crazy year after the Hall of Fame game, honestly, just because I took it personal. You know, uh, I didn't really take the not picking up my fifth-year option personal uh, because I felt like, you know, I was a year younger to the contract that I wanted anyways. And I feel like, you know, I was in the driver's seat of however it went, it was really on me. So I was cool with that, but I felt disrespected in the Hall of Fame game. That was that was kind of the, you know, the, the, the turning point for me. What do you think you, you showed the new regime that had seen you from afar, but now got a chance to see you up close? What did you show them that 
perhaps they didn't know? I mean, I could tell by week three, man. I mean, I feel like, you know, they they Patriots guys, and, you know, they always running back by community. Uh, but I really didn't do that this year. You know, I was kind of the guy. Uh, so I feel like they kind of, you know, seeing, you know, how, how I went about business, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis and um, how I carried myself and, you know, the, the love that I actually got for the game and, the, you know, the attention to detail that I put into the game. Uh, so I think that's the thing that they learned the most. And listen, they're going to learn the hard way now because uh, you didn't quite bet on yourself as much as they bet against you by not picking up that option. Now you go into free agency. They're either going to have to break you off with a big bag or tag you mm-hmm. uh, to some $10 million. Now that you're a first-team All-Pro and Russian champion. I'm telling you, and I'm, I'm mad at them because it's like I didn't draft you in fantasy because they're running you in the Hall of Fame game. I'm thinking, oh, you know what? I'm not going to draft Josh Jacobs. Dude out here bringing people championships. But back to the contract, I've seen you on record as saying that it's got to make sense for yeah. you. What, do, what does make sense mean? What does that look like in like, terms of a long-term deal? Like, man, like I, I want to be a Raider, you know. Um, you can't you can't ask me to come back and, you know, you, you don't you don't know who, you know, the quarterback is going to be and uh, – you don't know, you know, get some more guys on defense and some more guys up front and things like that, and I'll be okay, you know, taking less. But, like, you can't expect me and, and Tay to be the guys, but then not want to pay me that way. So, like, for me, that's what I mean. Like, if you come with the right number, they don't, I, ain't, I ain't saying the guys just got to be the craziest, but if you come with the right number and I don't feel disrespected, and it makes sense, then yeah. I'm, I'm for it. You've had enough of the disrespect. You played yeah, him in the Hall done. of Fame game, did pick up his 50 option. Yeah, enough. yeah, that's done. <laughs> I, I didn't already, you know, I got it all, I already got it all in my head, yeah. you know, so. We'll see how it play out. Please help us understand the season, the Raiders season. I mean, it was all over the place, but what, what, what's your assessment of it? Man, if you think about it, we, we lost every game that we lost besides two, we lost by a touchdown or less. I mean, less, uh, less than a touchdown. So, you know, that just lets you know that every, you know, we right there on the cusp of, of being a, a great team. But, you know, the great teams learn how to finish, uh, you know, the games out. And for us, man, I, I, it was so it was such a frustrating season just because I seen uh, the the potential that we had. I seen the guys like actually come in earlier, and I seen guys actually work. You know, sometimes people be like, "Yeah, we losing, but you're not really working." I seen guys actually, you know, take that upon themselves to try to you know be better every day. And I think that that was the frustrating thing. Like you know, when you lose, you like, man, we put in all this work and we losing. You know, and. Uh, that was one of the things that I, you know, since I came in at being a Raider, you know, we've had I probably had maybe one winning season, uh, but that was that's the thing about the you know Raider Nation that I that I really like, man. It just I feel like I can bring well want to help bring you know this Raider organization back to what they once was, man. You know the Raider dynasty. You think about the Raiders, you think about the legacy, you think about the winning culture. Uh, I just want to be a part of that when when things start to go the right way. You want to be on them walls in Allegiant Stadium. I, I was there last weekend, man. Let me tell you something. It, they they pay they pay homage to the greats in Raider history like throughout it. that stadium. But let me ask you, man. Like again, help us out from the outside. We look at what you guys went through last year. Yeah. And the way you guys rallied toward the end of the season, made the playoffs, almost beat the Bengals under Rich Passaccia. You make wholesale changes organizationally with the front office and the, and the coaching staff. And then from a results standpoint, you take a step back in mm-hmm. terms of wins and losses. Is it that simple? Like, is there something on the inside that we don't see that gives you encouragement about the direction of this organization? Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, one thing I like about Josh McDaniels, man, is that the dude actually listens. You know, a lot of coaches, and I would say that I've been around, don't really necessarily. They'll listen to the player, but they don't really change what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of them guys Yo, that. Who are you? Yeah, yeah right. no, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, he's, he's one of them guys that really, like, he'll sit down and be like, okay, 
what what can I do different? What can I? Because obviously, what I'm doing is not working for you guys. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's the thing that I like the most, man. I mean, you you get around him and you see his football knowledge in his brain. You know, I thought Gruden was elite, and I'm looking at this guy and the way he schemes things, and I'm just like, man, this is like a different level. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing that keeps me very optimistic uh, about where the Raiders could go. Um, really, right now, it's just about getting the right guys that's going to accept what he's trying to teach and the message that he's trying to, you know, go for and, and guys that's going to be willing to run through a wall for each other. Okay, we told you off the air, man, we've both known Josh for you know, pretty much 20 years now it, 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 you know the Patriot thing is a little different yeah so give us an example of something he came in and said this is the way it's gonna be and you said oh, I don't know about that yeah but it worked out now I'm not gonna lie from day one um you know that was everybody concerned like is he gonna come in here with this Patriot ways <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> and then for the first day he was like look I know we not the Patriots I know I'm not Bill. Like some stuff that I know that you know that I know that worked that I know that's been working for a long time, and I'm gonna use that. But like we are gonna adapt to what we got. And I was like, okay, I I, I can I can rock with this dude. Yeah. Okay, that's that, yeah. look, that's a relief. Well, because, but to that, and, and that's that's interesting to hear about Josh from the inside perspective. Because again, you look at the big question at quarterback. You're gonna be if you're if you're still a mm-hmm. Raider, and if they're smart, you will be one way or the other. Um, you're going to be taking handoffs and tosses from and catching passes from a different quarterback for the yeah. first time. And that's, uh, you know, Derek Carr, of course, moving on. A lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers, who we know you'd be excited to play with. We know Devontae oh, yeah. Adams would be excited to play with him. So there's a relationship there with Adams. We know the player that Rodgers is. We know the talent that he could be stepping into, especially yeah. on offense. But it doesn't seem like on the surface Rodgers and McDaniels would be a match given the type of autonomy and authority that Rodgers has had in Green Bay yeah. and the system that uh, Josh runs. Or is that a mistake to, to assume that? It's definitely a mistake. Okay. It's definitely a mistake. I only I say that because you got to understand, like, Josh is one of them guys, if you work your butt off and you do things right, you get a little bit more leeway than mm-hmm. what people think. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you can go off the rails and nothing like that. <laughs> right. But you definitely get a little more leeway. Like, you know, you might be running a little late, like a couple of, you know, he's he not going to trip about it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. Like, he's one of them hey, guys. He's sending that, you home if you. Yeah, he's not, he not doing that, man. Yeah. He's, he's one of them dudes that, like, he appreciate the people that appreciate the game okay. and that really love the game and really, you know, put everything they got into the game. And schematically, it's a fit? I think, I mean, you got to think, bro. Aaron Rodgers, is, he's one of the greats. Yeah. He's one of the greats. You know, like his football mind, I think them two together, uh, you know, just throwing the ideas off each other. Um, I think it'd be crazy, man. I, I like think it'd that. be, I think it'd be elite, and I think it also helped Josh too. He don't have to <laughs> do too much. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What did you? What was your response when you when you heard that they were sending essentially sending Derek Carr home for the last two games? Yeah, man. I don't think I might get I might get in trouble because of this, but. I don't think that they sent them home. I think it was kind of just like a mutual, like, understanding. I don't think they was like, go home. I don't think they did that. Uh, but I think it was definitely crazy. It was definitely eye-opening for me because, you know, you see a guy that's been in the uh, league nine years, and, you know, he's been playing with the same team for nine years. He's got all of these franchise records and things like that. And you see how, you know, things could change for him quick. Yeah. So it kind of just opened my eyes, like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, like, I'm a small fish in this pond, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what kind of the thing that I thought about the most. And I want to, I, I need to get your response to this because I still think I think it's the craziest ending I've seen in a football game. Oh. 
regular season or postseason I've ever seen in my life. And that was that game against the Patriots where I thought we were going overtime. Yeah. And then here's – and the funniest thing, see, Mike – like Mike's Mike's crew, he's got a sixth sense of humor. Okay, so I, like, so I just want to let you know, I was rooting for the Cowboys uh, in their playoff game against uh, the Niners, and he was rooting for the Niners, and then he pointed out that play where oh. Zeke was the center and got flattened. Yeah. He was like, he was <laughs> like, okay, game, yeah. he was like, that's the whole thing. But but bigger than that is Chandler Jones on Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh man, uh, he did a and Mac is just like, Help us. he didn't want no part of that. I, I mean, come on, like, so what? What was your like? What was your just? Like, I'm not gonna take lie. On that whole thing. Ramondre, he won the game with that run. If he go out of bounds, they kick a field goal, they win the game. He was at the like, you know, he was in field goal range. Um, but man, I remember I was like, he threw it back, and I'm looking like, <laughs> is this really happening? You know, Chandler moving slow to the end zone. It's like taking him forever to get there. I'm like. This really happening right now. It, it was so crazy. That I had to call. I had to call a couple of the players after the game, and I'm like, "Who told him to do that? Like, is it, do y'all practice? Did y'all practice that or, or what? Like, what's going on?" Uh, no, no, it's funny though. After that game, though, because I remember that, I, I felt bad for him. Like Jacoby Myers threw it. College uh, quarterback. Uh, college yeah. quarterback. Yeah. But I, I knew it was really screwed up when he said, "Yeah." They asked him. He said, "What happened, man?" He said, "I thought I saw Mac open." I'm like. That's the quarterback. <laughs> you think you see him open? That was uh, that was a crazy game, but great for you guys. Yeah, man. 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 So, so look, uh, last thing, man, before you go, you said you you expressed wanting to be a Raider yeah. on the right terms, wanting to be a part of that organization's legacy, turning this thing around. Having said that, it ain't often that a 24-year-old running back, forget about how deep this draft class is, forget yeah. about the running backs being a dime a dozen, like people like to say or whatever, a 24-year-old leading rusher, and yards from scrimmage guy hits the market. How many people been in your ear, dog? Everybody. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's been it's been a lot of it's been a lot of people, a lot of teams too. So we'll see how it play out. <laughs> You're not gonna be unemployed, is what you're telling me. No, no, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> I love it. All right. Hey, Josh Jacobs, congratulations, man. Seriously, that's a hell of a story. I appreciate that Hall of Fame game to going down in history. 2023's leading rusher. First team all pro. Talk to FedEx. Yards from scrimmage. FedEx, FedEx ground player of the year, man. Here's to many more. Appreciate you, oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate Good you. Thank you, man. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, for sure. All right. You're going to love this, I hope. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! 
It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Brother, Jage, I just want to say congratulations on retirement. Um, you and your resiliency throughout all the ups and downs, you ending up in the NFL and you being a defensive player of the year and you having all the success that you had showed me that it's possible. Congratulations, buddy. See you in camp. Congratulations on your incredible football career. You're an incredible player. Excited to see the next chapter of your life. Good luck, brother. Man, you were a pain in my ass for a long time. It was an honor to share the field with you. Congrats on your retirement and Hall of Fame career, Jage. It's been so special having a front row seat to it all, and I couldn't be more proud of you. Love you, bro. JJ, before you were born, we had really big dreams for you and high hopes, but boy, you kind of blew those all out of the water on your own. We are so happy for you. Um, it's been just a complete joy watching you. I'll tell you what, JJ, um, I'm getting chills. That's not even me. I'm not the one being honored. I'm not the one that's retiring. It is our honor uh, on the day of NFL honors right? Uh, to be joined by future Hall of Famer, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Walter Payton Man of the Year, um, one of the greatest players of all time, J.J. Uh, Watt. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Congratulations. Man. I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks it's so me. good to see you, man. Uh, we got a lot to talk to you about fatherhood primarily. Yes. That's our favorite subject. That Welcome is. to that club. Yeah. Thank you. Glad it's to be here. It's about the only thing we got in common with you. Glad to be here. Because <laughs> we're nowhere near the best at what we do the way you are, man. But actually, first thing, let's get you in the prediction business, shall we? You have had, you've been honored three times as a defensive player of the year. Yes. Who's your pick for defensive player of the year? Who, who do you think should be defensive player of the year? Uh, if, you just, if you were the only one voting. I think Nick Bosa. I think he's had a great year. I think what he's uh, has been able to accomplish is great. Obviously, he's a part of a great defense. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's is the coordinator now with us down in Houston, which is great. Um, but I think Bosa's had a great year. And, and what is it, um, and, and as Mike said, you've done it three times. So there's a insight, special insight that you have that we don't, what is a difficult part of, of being that guy, of being that target where offensive coordinators are saying, right. oh, okay, yeah. we're going to watch out for him? What's, what's, a, what's a part that is difficult that we don't necessarily realize or the, talk about enough? The most difficult part is that every single protection is going to slide your way. And if they don't know, they're going to slide your way just because that's what you're going to do. So you're going to get the double teams. You're going to get the chips. You're going to get the running back coming and giving you a rib shot. Um, their goal is to not let you touch their quarterback. Um, so when you still accomplish that goal, despite everything that they've given you, that's that's when it's I have the utmost respect for guys because everybody knows that you're the man, yet you still are the man despite all that. Dude, I remember this is talking about time flying. I remember when the Texans drafted you. It's like, <laughs> what's this dude out of Wisconsin? Like you raised a, a few eyebrows yeah. were raised when they took you in round oh, yeah. one, and it's like you're such a self-made success story. I appreciate. What it. What was the secret? or just the key to yeah. you becoming the player that you became and getting better and better and just becoming a dominant force in the league? Well, I think, first of all, uh, I was self-made by a whole lot of good people helping me out. I was self-made with a ton of people, coaches, parents, teammates, mentors helped me out along the way. Um, but then I think it was just daily commitment. I mean, it was just I'm a big believer, and if you have a huge goal, break it down into digestible chunks and okay. then just eat one chunk at a time. And every yeah. single day I try and eat a little chunk of that um, and try and get one step closer to my goal. And over the course of 12 years, it turned out to be an all right career. Speaking of that village, man, um, 
what they feed y'all in the White House. Because <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one thing for a brothers lot. to make the NFL, it's another one all together for them to dominate yeah, the NFL. Yeah. We, uh, we would go through a gallon of milk a day. Uh, we would eat a whole lot of PB&J sandwiches, and uh, our, far- our parents made sure that we knew that you're a growing boy. Put some food in that body. Awesome. You know, I, I, I got to tell you this. Uh, I sometimes work with former Patriot Ted Johnson. Yeah. Ted said he did radio in Houston for a while. Yeah. He's a teammate of Tom Brady's. I, I, I got to tell you, the best player I've ever seen is J.J. Watt. I appreciate so that. So I play with Brady, but J.J. Watt is the best player I've ever seen. So when you hear that, then go back to maybe high school J.J. Watt yeah. or, you know, first year in college J.J. Watt. What was, uh, what was your outlook for yourself? Well, A, I appreciate that from a guy like Ted because I always appreciate from people who have played the game and who have been there know how hard it is. That is the that is the comments that mean the most to me. Um, but, I mean, if you I, if you went back and told high school me that I'd be sitting here doing this and after a 12-year NFL career, I would say, okay, what's the catch? Like, what, what – I wouldn't believe you. And so I'm, that's why I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful and I have so much love in my heart. And, it, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, it still stings that I don't have a Super Bowl. But at the end of the day, it doesn't define me, and I'm thankful for everything that I've gotten because I lived out a dream. Before we uh, go any further, let's uh, talk about why you're here. You're here on yeah, behalf yeah. of Verizon. What are yeah. you doing with them? So Verizon's the official 5G partner of the National Football League, and what they've done, um, I'm not sure if you've ever been on an NFL sideline, but obviously our headsets and everything, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. They're kind of like walkie-talkies. They sound like a little like shaky like walkie-talkies, mm-hmm. and I've always wondered, like, we're the NFL. Like, so Verizon stepped in. They basically took over all those, all the coach-to-coach communications, and it's all now crystal clear, and yeah. everybody can hear everything clear. So there's no more excuses. Like uh, <laughs> if a coach doesn't call a timeout, yeah. be, so it's all Verizon's taking care of it. They've made it ironclad, and uh, that coach-to-coach communication is going to be key. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. You're going to be joining uh, in about five years. Um, that exclusive club, get that gold jacket. But we were talking before the show about the club that you are in with us now, yeah. our yeah. favorite club, which yes. is the Dad Club. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, three-month-old son now. Um, describe what it feels like. And we know the answer, yes. but I just want to not be with him right now. Oh, I mean, you guys know better than anybody. <laughs> like, it is the moment I walk back in that door, and he's now at that age three months where he can tell my voice and he knows who's in the room, and that smile pops. I mean, that's better than anything I could ever have in my entire life. So it's... I, I had him in, uh, we had him in October, and I played 10 games since he's been born. I had 10 sacks in 10 games, and that's no coincidence. <laughs> like, it changes your life. It changes your outlook. It changes everything. Um, so I can't wait to spend more time with him, man. I, and I was saying to you earlier, like, you, you know, you, you seem at peace. You seem happy um, with your decision. It's like a lot of times you got to make up for lost time. It's the perfect time for you to walk away. And I Thank know that's part of your decision because yes, now you get to experience everything with him. Yes, that's the. I'm very much looking forward to that. I now have plenty of time for it. What, what tips you guys got? Give me some. What do you guys got? Ooh, well, um, there, yeah. I would yeah. say the first thing is I don't know that there are generic universal pieces of advice or wisdom or tips right. because every child, even in your own household, is different. Right. As you know, I mean, right. your parents raised you and TJ and Derek uh, raised you guys fairly but differently, right? right. right? So it's the same thing. I got 16, 14, and 10. Michael's uh, similar ages. Yep, right. It's like it, I, nobody can – there's no blueprint for right. it. You know what I mean? And even um, the, the goal, obviously, and, I, and, and you, you will do this anyway because it's the type of man you are, just get them to adulthood with as few 
emotional, mental, and physical scars as possible. <laughs> right, right, That's right, it. Right, One day right. at a time. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I would say, JJ, I, I, I'm thinking about my uh, Yeah, my you kids. have some time to think there. Go yeah, ahead. you know, no, really. But like, like, so they're, they're 10, 12, and 14. And, and part of the reason I'm, I'm rushing to get back is I keep getting phone calls. About, <laughs> this is what your son, this is what one son did. Yeah. This is what the, but I would say enjoy the process of getting to know your child. Yeah. Because I, we never talk about this. Like, oh, congratulations, you have a child. This is a child, uh, the child looks like you, but you don't know the child and the child doesn't know you. Right. So it, it, we always assume, okay, yeah, it's your kid. Yes, it is. Yeah. But you don't know anything about right. this person. This person doesn't know anything about you. Person is getting to know you. Right. But you get to know them too. Yeah. And it's so much fun because you'll, oh, like, you, you'll get to, oh, wow, this is what you like. Yes. And you're going to make mistakes. That's the joy of it <laughs> to <laughs> me. Yeah. Well, make, yeah, well that's, yeah. If you're going to make mistakes and you're growing as a person too right. while they're growing right. and you're evolving as a person. And one thing too is like as much as, I appreciate how my parents raised me and Michael appreciates how his parents raised you and yours did a, a great job. It's like, you're going to want to do some things differently. There's some things that aren't going to work for right. you that you you, work, you turn out right. great, but it's not going to work for you and your child in that relationship. Right. Certain things you may not incorporate into your parenting style. My, uh, my wife and I were talking about this the other day. It's pretty wild that you have a child, you, you're at the hospital for you know day, two days, and then you go home and it's just... Figure it out. Good luck. Just figure it <laughs> out. Like, like there's nobody checking in. Like you, I got my parents stop yeah. by and stuff, but there, if, if nobody stopped by, if my parents didn't come to town or her parents didn't come to town, you're figuring life out on your own, That's man. Right. That is a crazy yeah. concept. Somebody just hands you a human and said, go ahead. And hey, you and your wife, your marriage, I'm sure it's already changed. Oh, yeah. It's pre-kids, and now it's a completely right. different relationship right. with you two. Right. I don't even, I barely, I shouldn't say this on camera, I barely remember, because we had our first child, uh, before our first anniversary. Okay. So we've almost always been parents, right. Sarah and I, right. since we have been together. And so it's, um, you're, you're, everything it's changes. Oh, yeah. it's a, but it's a beautiful thing and, and it's all right. you play Because you see your, yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm not ready for those days. Oh, man days. to man, I should yeah. say. Yeah. But yeah. I, so like, that's another beautiful aspect though is because now I see my wife as a mother and yeah. I see how she loves him and how she takes care of him and that makes me love her in a whole new way and in a whole different dynamic mm -hmm. than I it just adds to it it's it's incredible yeah yeah it's so much fun I, 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 you hearing that hospital story is great oh, yeah. because they do a great job right yes. they, they, everything okay yes. we'll take your child hey would you like some sleep we'll take that <laughs> and then you're gonna and then you and then it's it and like oh wait a minute where are those ice chips again and yeah, apple yeah. juice and all and the you nice start getting scared and like <laughs> he, like he'll miss a breath or he'll skip a breath and you're like wait, wait is that normal like hey, right. yeah. he's coughing oh, like yeah. is that normal yeah. like in the hospital you, you can ask him hey, yeah. they're like yeah just calm down dad yeah. but then you, you get home and all of a sudden you're freaking out about hey, every little thing like, what, why are you still screaming right. it's like oh you haven't pooped in a while yes. you know something like yes. that oh um, I forgot I have to feed you you're yes. the one yeah. Yeah, you or need to eat this idiot right here I remember one time I was trying to put my, my son to sleep at night my wife's like you got all the lights on <laughs> like, you know, like he's not going to sleep because you're watching television yeah, with the yeah. light on. Of course, he's not closing yeah. his eyes. So anyway, yeah. and this is a perfect time for you too because at, at, at some point, uh, your child's gonna be like, "Wait a minute, yeah. you played?" Yeah, I, I'm not. That's why I. That's why I retired when I did, so that I can show him my last season and be like, "Your dad had 12 and a half sacks. He's good." Like I don't want. I don't want him to click on YouTube and be like, "Dad, you sucked in your last <laughs> season." Like, I want him to be able to see something good. What are yeah. some of your besides parenthood? What are some of your passions in the next chapter of your life? So I do really love the game. I love the game. I want to be around the game in some capacity. But coaching is just such a massive time commitment and so much you have to put into that and. 
Um, so you ain't going to D'Amico's? No, staff, no, I'll right? help out every now and then, <laughs> yeah. but I ain't going there. Yeah. Um, I do think broadcasting is potentially in the, just as a way to stay around the game and okay. help share the knowledge and experience that I had. Um, I, I really love helping kids out, so I do think that there's some form of high school coaching in my future at some okay. point. Um, but other than that, man, I really want to relax and enjoy myself. I want I, for my whole life, I've been working yeah. every year for the season, and yeah. so now I want to. I want to go golf. I want to travel. I want to spend time with my wife and son. I want to go watch my brother's games. I want to. Uh, I want to see what the month of August is like. I've never right. training camp is That's every so August. Cool. I haven't yeah. had a month of August. It's so. a whole new life. Yeah. Well, listen, man. If you got some free time, come on by. You, like, yeah. Every weekday, Monday through Friday. I appreciate three it. to four Eastern <laughs> on Peacock. There's I a chair waiting for you. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you. Anytime. Guys. Yeah. We can I talk appreciate about it. Father we'll do Dad Talk every week. Let's I love just it. Keep us posted. I found some more stuff, but we don't have time. JJ Watt, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, Man of the Year, Future Hall of Famer. And Hall of Fame dad to make it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you, brother. You, Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you, man. Appreciate right. you, man. Thank you, guys. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I mean, we all knew that Aiden Hutchinson was the man at Michigan. That's why he was the number two <laughs> overall pick by the Detroit Lions. But when Aiden Hutchinson broke down Billy Jean <laughs> in the rookie show on Hard Knocks, Long before he put up nine and a half sacks and three interceptions as a rookie en route to being named the 2022 Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Year, he was my rookie of the year. I was like, that's my rookie right there. And you got the crowd. Look at the crowd. You, you, you oh, want a crowd? I mean, they're dancing. That was the moment of the show. One of the greatest moments in show's history. I have not seen anybody since MJ kill Billy Jean like that. You must crush karaoke, Aiden. I, I had to deliver. I, I'm not going to go up there and get booed by the crowd. You know? <laughs> I, my goal, my one goal was you're not getting booed. Whatever you do, whatever song you pick, you got them out there. seats. Booed, you know? If you didn't win them over before, I mean, you, you know, you're a great teammate. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you won them over long before that, oh, but yeah, that, had yeah. to, that had to secure it <laughs> right there. Man, that was, that was great. Oh, you, you, I can't tell you how happy I was to get that over with. The stress. Yeah. You're, that was that was worse than learning the playbook. Learn yeah. that song, because no one really knows what he says, like, yeah. leading up to Billie Jean. Yeah. Not, not, like, no one knows could, what he says. You got to 
all the nuggets in there and all the all the like. How many times? How how long did it take you to get it? How many replay plays and replays? I actually had an epiphany about three days before I sung it because I was like, I don't know what to sing. I'm gonna get booed. Yeah, who picked the song? One day I woke up. We were in camp. I woke up. I'm like, dude. Michael Jackson. Who doesn't love Michael Jackson? Like it doesn't matter who you are, what you like. Everybody loves Mike. Bringing people together. Yeah. United. Everybody in the loves room. Mike. So yeah. That's, Look at him. Look at this guy. But wait a second though. But okay. But you make that decision to say I'm gonna perform Billie Jean. Yeah. And how old are you? 22. It's like, first of all, you were raised right. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing. I mean, you're right. from a 22 year old. Because, like, you know, these kids nowadays. Oh, yeah. So, oh, so yeah, that, yeah. That's, that, but my point is, that was bold. Yeah. There was a downside. There was a risky decision. Yeah. Why not go with something easy? Why, like, what made you say, I'm going to go big and I'm going to go Billie Jean? So, so we can get something like that, something like that reaction. Because if you go small, you're not going to get the. You're not going to get that. I've, I've never seen that, though. That, that's kind of, that was unique. That whole crowd reaction, that. That was best case scenario for me going into it. I was like, <laughs> if the crowd starts getting into it, that's how I know I, I, I that's Dude, we, we did the, it right. We had the and, moves, and they were pushing <laughs> you. They start pushing you a little bit. Then you see the towel the, the thing is, when, when you see the towel, then you, like, start, oh, you start okay. getting more oh, into it a little God. bit. You know? I know, all I know is, man, I want you on my team, and I want to party with Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> see, I want to hang out with you, bro. But, you know, <laughs> but what we didn't tell you from the start. This is true. This is true. We got receipts. Do you know the the team of brother from another? The team of from brother uh, for brother from another is the Detroit Lions. Really, the that's official team of brother from another. Yes. Really, yes. that's I love that. We got so we got so excited. We got so excited watching. And you we're guys. not from Detroit. Yeah, we're not from Detroit. And he's an Ohio State guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sorry. I uh, probably should have left that. Uh, uh, no. You didn't have to say that. I'm, 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 I'm going to pretend like I don't I, even know. No, no. Because I, I, you know, I, I, shockingly, I'm a little humbled the last couple of years. Because <laughs> yeah. I oh. talk so much trash. I don't talk. Oh, I talk so much trash. <laughs> I talk so much trash. Even this year, I was yeah. talking trash. So I got nothing to say. Michigan. Oh, hey, it's okay. Hey, We're not talking hey, about that. We're talking listen, about Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Help to the victors. Whoa. Valiant. Okay. Wow. Thank you. But we watched the ascent of the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And we were like, we're just on board, man. Yeah. We just think that you guys are going to some incredible places. I think so too, man. We, we were so down bad at, at, at that middle point in the season, sitting at one and six, like all, all the hype we had, it was like, and we kind of just came together, man. We got real with each other and just, just talking it out, dude, and, and saying, saying how we feel. What'd y'all and, say? What were those conversations yeah, was, like? Yeah, Take us inside it, of that. It, it, was, it was, you know, we, we kind of came together as a defense specifically, not, not, not so much whole, uh, full team. And we were just uh, kind of saying, like, uh, not necessarily who we thought was, was making the mistakes, but, but just taking accountability personally. Like, everybody taking their own accountability because, obviously, you, it's not, you can't blame it all on one person. So everyone was kind of just taking accountability for their mistakes. And um, something after that, something clicked. Hmm. We were going on a six-game win streak that next week and those and the following weeks. And, like, ever since that moment, you know, it's, we, we've been rolling, you know. Dude, how electric – was the end of the season not just within the facility within the building just within the community yeah when obviously you know you didn't make the playoffs but it went for lack of trying yeah, yeah. like just to be in the hunt for the lions to yeah. be in the hunt down yeah. the stretch like that it, it, it was it, it was ridiculous even playing in that lambo game knowing we can't go to the playoffs because the rams lost right but y'all ain't um, going either but yeah, that's <laughs> what i'm saying but if we can't go you can't go either then that's unfair now yeah but um but even after that game ended and I did a little NBC interview, and literally there were so many Detroit fans there. And, like, we're not going to the play. Like, our season's over, but they were so 
uh, I don't even know how to how to put it. It, it was they were so ecstatic, and um, even though we, we're, like our season's over, but that's how you know that's that Detroit pride coming through. Like as long as you beat the Packers, you beat Aaron Rodgers. That's all people really care about. You Y'all know? sent that man to a dark place. <laughs> I, I, Come on, I mean, listen, man. What? Well, yeah. You really can't make this up. Most of the time, most of the pre-draft process, thought it was going to be Hutchinson to the Jaguars. And what would the Lions do at number two? And then we start getting word that uh, the Jaguars are going to take Walker. Right. What was your thought when you started to hear that? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost it's like it's right there in front of you. Oh, my God, can I play for them? <laughs> I know. I, I thought I was going to Jacksonville for three months. So a week before the draft comes, my agent calls me. He's like, hey, I think Jacksonville's going to pass on you. I'm like, what? I don't even know what happened. He, like, But he was like, I think you're going to Detroit. I'm like, are you freaking? So at that point, I, I kind of blocked Detroit out. But now they said I'm, I might be going there. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, let's go, dude. <laughs> I, I was lit because I love I loved Michigan, dude. And I – I love the fact that I can stay there now and be close to my family, too. Yeah. So, um, dude, I was so pumped. And then draft day obviously comes and I get picked. It was, it was perfect storybook. Well, and not just get picked. You make this immediate impression, this yeah. immediate impact, start to you know, the, turn the culture around. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier about this is your second Super Bowl radio row media center right. kind of tour experience this time last year you were going you are about to enter into that draft <laughs> right, process right. you were introducing yourself to the nfl yeah. universe coming yeah. from michigan or what have you obviously a lot of people familiar with your work yeah. there but never like what if you could kind of put into words what this time a year ago being in interviews like this yeah. coming out of michigan to now uh being a 2022 pepsi zero sugar rookie yeah. of the year and just yeah. everything in between how would you describe this year for you no doubt i mean in that time last year there was just a lot of uncertainty a lot of like anxiety because you got the combine coming up you got the draft you don't know you know it's, it's kind of nerve-wracking you know and now i feel like i'm in this position where I, I i've solidified i've showed people what i can do and you know that that you know i am about all that and i you know i'm i'm, I'm here and i'm here to stay for a while and now it's I'm just so dialed in and locked in for year two now. You know, after showing what I can do, that was just a little dabble. That was just oh, a little yeah? appetizer of, of, of what's to come. So I can't freaking wait. Well, you know what you should do? You should, I, I feel like that's got to be a tradition. Going back to the Billie Jean. Yeah. So, like, next year, maybe a smooth criminal. Yeah. Maybe do, maybe <laughs> like, do the lean or something. <laughs> right. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, you got right, so much right, material. You know, I know. I mean, right. I never want to tell it. I mean, I think that's got to – good luck. Every year you got to start kicking no, off the year with that. I did it. I was a rookie. No, I'm done with that. I'm nowhere to go but down. What are your thoughts going into uh, NFL honors tonight? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm fired up to dress up in a suit and put some nice shoes well, on. We know you, you know? can clean up nice. You saw that in the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, first NFL honors and going for the defensive rookie of the year now. So, shoot, let's do it. When you say it, you just gave a little taste, you had interceptions. I didn't know interceptions would be in your in your repertoire. I, I didn't think so either, yeah. I, to be honest with you. So, yeah. I think we used to you going forward. Yeah. Like that, yeah. I, think, I, looked something. I think the leading interceptor for the Kansas City Chiefs had three really? picks this year. Wow. So, and yeah. that, that was a defensive back. Yeah. So, yeah. where did that come from? I mean, like you had – and some, they were not just interceptions. They were some dramatic ones. Oh, yeah. One you had was just amazing yeah. right near the goal line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was um, – it was kind of crazy, man. I mean, I played tight end in high school, so I've always had some natural soft hands. And then, um, I mean, get to the NFL, I don't know. Hey, it's a Michael Jackson I, kick, and yeah, it was part of your celebration, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then, you know, we just, I don't know. Interceptions are very weird, you know. Like, I'll, I'll, 
a lot of them just being in the right place at the right time and then making the play. And I, I made every time I was in that position, I made the play. And um, you know, uh, that's, so that's rare, pretty much it. They're rare for somebody from your position. Which one you like better, sacks or interceptions? I, I think sacks are more gratifying, but the picks are just are just they feel some type of way because yeah. you feel like you're not supposed to. You're, that's not really your yeah, job. Right. Y'all like, had it like that. Yeah, right. It's kind of like performing Billie Jean. Yeah, it's like it's like a little <laughs> thing people you got in the bag that nobody thought you had. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what should we expect? You said you know there's more coming, so it's just a little taste. So what? What what's on the menu that we haven't seen that you think you can show the world? I don't know. That's that's for next year to tell. Okay, right. you, you, you can see that menu for next year. So right. It should be coming out. I can't imagine the repertoire. Talking about repertoire, like yeah. even just the moves. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've seen NFL offensive tackles. Yeah, like, dude, it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be scary. I can't wait. I can't freaking wait. Man. You uh, you're in partnership with we mentioned Pepsi Zero Sugar, yeah. also Carnival Cruise. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm coming here on behalf of. Uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar and Carnival Cruise, and they're actually gifting me a cruise for winning this award. Oh yeah! So um, I got I got a cruise of the plus one in the, in this off season at some point. So I got it. Whoever's nicer to me, I, you're a Buckeye, so it's looking. Like, I, know, like, I know. I know. I, mean, I, yeah, I, I just knew I had no shot. I, I was going to try to like, hide that. He just brought it out. Yeah, I was gonna, no. you know. He knew about the cruise. That's why. I'm sure you got plenty of plus ones. Yeah. Next, next one. I'll That's go, right. Next, yeah, we'll That's right. Out next That's one. right. We'll, we'll karaoke together. No doubt. What is, so okay, what is your go-to karaoke song? If it's not, if it's not I've, I've never really done karaoke before, like before this, you know. But you've done it since, because now I've no, been, I haven't even done. You've it never since. done karaoke. People have asked me to reenact Billie Jean, but um, no, you don't do it. Not really. Yeah, I mean for special people. I was okay. like, okay. for that moment. <laughs> right. for that, you know. But wait, you've never done karaoke. Not, I'm not, not, not like in an outside environment. Not okay. like at some like bar karaoke. I've never done something you gotta like that. You got to do it, dude. Yeah. It's, not, it's not more fun than that. You know? yeah. what, what's, that what's your go-to? I, don't what, Stop Believing, Living mm, on a Prayer. Okay. I'm, I'm Ike Turner as Proud Mary. I do okay. great duet. Okay. So, yeah, man, I, I, I love it. Bet. I love it, yeah. Nope. I, I haven't done Billie Jean, though. Yeah. But that'll, that'll bring the house down, too. I, I, yeah, I'd have to do that. Yeah, you have to. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, like I, I was at the bowling alley the other day just ripping. You know, I, I like bowling in my yeah. free time. Yeah, Michigan. And, um, yeah. <laughs> cold. Yeah, that, y'all cold bowl. as hell. Y'all can bowl you know? in Michigan. <laughs> so we can bowl. Yeah. And they just turn on Billie Jean over the, over the stereo. All the front desk guys are like, like <laughs> this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like this. As I bowl like a gutter. I'm like, Oh, shit. man. That's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. Thank you so much for joining us. Great. Great start to your career. Yeah. Can't wait to see where you take this thing, where the Lions take this thing. Yeah. Congratulations. We need to do a show from there. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. We need to do a show. This is, it's, it's our team. Yes. We need to come out and do a show. Hell yeah. From and next year's going to be fun now. For You're going to watch it. For the playoffs. We know that. Yeah. For, for the, the playoffs. Make it. It's, it's set in stone now. Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, guys. Hey, appreciate it, man. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I feel like I was going through a really tough time in college. 
going through things that no one else is really going through. Going through. Um, and I, I knew I was going through it for a reason. I really believe that. So that's what I double down on. And I, you know, I believe faith, faith without work is dead. So while you have faith, you can't, you know, not be doing anything. So I had a lot of faith and I put a lot of work in. I never stopped believing in myself and, um, and believing what could be. What impresses you most about Jalen as a player and a person? I mean, like everything, man. I mean, he's first off, he's done it the right way. He works, he works his tail off uh, to get better every single offseason. And you can see that, you see how much he's getting better and better. And he's a leader. Um, you can tell how much his guys follow him um, and they would do anything for him. Um, and then the way he's able to not only run because he, he can run and make that stuff happen, but he can take advantage of every throw that's on the football field. And so um, I always have a ton of respect for guys that uh, put in the work every single day to get better and better. Because I was uh, I was raw coming out of college and I had to put in that. Same, uh, same work, and so uh, just a great leader, man. It's gonna be a great challenge for us, um, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a football game. All right, guys, the moment of truth has arrived. It is Friday, um, forty-eight hours before the Super Bowl. Uh, I think predictions are predictable and boring, and I'm, I'm not really entertained by them. Not to mention, I know where y'all stand. You come to find out this week you're an Eagles fan, so I know you're picking Philadelphia. You have been an Eagles fan for most of the year, so I know you're picking Philadelphia. Eagles fan for the playoffs. For the playoffs, okay. Especially against San Francisco. Good timing, yes. Especially. Good timing. Um, I'm not going to go with predictions, but I'm going to ask you this because we're all storytellers, and I don't know a better storyteller than you, Michael. So two-part question. Yeah. Double barrel, two part question. I'm breaking my own rule, breaking Swaski's rule. What to you is the biggest of many storylines going into Super Bowl 57? And what will be the biggest storyline coming out of Super Bowl 57? Biggest story going in is the potential coronation of Patrick Mahomes as next in line. It was poetic. Tom Brady retired before the Super Bowl. And could anybody be the next Tom Brady? Could anybody do what Belichick and Brady did? And so here you have Reed and Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes added to his legend in the AFC Championship game, playing on a high ankle sprain. And he's already been to a Super Bowl. He's already got He's been a two. Um, he has uh, won a, a championship already. He got a Super Bowl MVP. If he wins this one, now we're starting to talk, okay, how far can this go? He's not even close. We Feels like think. we've already been having that conversation, yeah, right? But, yeah, but now it's like, here he is. Here yes, it is the yeah, moment. Yeah. Coming that's out? Co- that's coming That's coming going out. in. <laughs> coming out. Coming out. Since you're picking the Eagles. It's going to be the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles being able to. I think it's pretty impressive. You know, uh, you know, for my 49ers uh, hatred aside, um, sports hatred, they will, be, they, they will be a team that has won two championships, two different quarterbacks, two different head coaches, in a five-year span with two different approaches. They have some leftover players from the 2017 Super Bowl champions, a few of them, but this is a new batch. This is a new approach, and and I think uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles will cap it. I don't think Hurts, you don't like predictions, but just, I, I can't help no, myself. No, you got to. Yeah. can't help myself. I don't think Hurts is going to be the MVP, okay. Natalie and Mike, but I think Hurts is going to be a, a significant part of this game when Philadelphia does win it. And, and wins it convincingly. Okay. Um, Natalie, how about you? Yeah. Well, Journalist I, of the week that you've been. <laughs> well, I actually think that will be one of the surprise stories coming out, the way Jalen's going to perform. I feel like it's not expected. Um, 
Philadelphia has like a great team all around, right? And so we had uh, Kai Williams um, on key, and she was saying that, you know, they're going to win it in the trenches. A lot of people have been talking about that. Just talking about, you know, all around everything that they have. And so I think like the way everyone talks about, or I hear many talking about this matchup is Pat Mahomes and what he's going to do to uplift the Chiefs, but then when they talk about the Eagles, it's like, oh, well, you know, Jalen doesn't have to do much. And also, he's also coming off an injury. I just want to remind people, because like that's being overlooked. So I think he's going to be the surprise story. Mm. I think he's going to rise to the occasion and um, surprise people when they get that victory. And, and what would you say has been the storyline of this week or the biggest storyline uh, coming into the game for you? Yeah, for me, I, I do think it is the, the historical significance of the two black quarterbacks. Yep. Yep. No, yeah. I agree, and that's that's where I want to take it. I want to get one last word in on that because I think back um, to what black quarterbacks have meant to the history of this game, the as in professional football in America, uh, and this game, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And the first Super Bowl that I ever watched was Super Bowl Twenty Two. That was your first one? That was the first one I ever watched. Wow. Because that would have been January of 1988, following the 87 season. Wow. And I would have been nine, eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Going on nine. And I watched it because I had an aunt who made sure that I watched Doug Williams perform as the starting quarterback and the eventual Super Bowl MVP, um, throwing four touchdown passes for the then Washington Redskins, where we don't say anymore, um, and making history. And not just making history, but making history at the expense of the quote-unquote prototypical quarterback for that time and maybe all time, John Elway. And that moment, that game was so instrumental in my love affair with the NFL. And Jalen Hurts alluded to this, and he was speaking more in general, but he alluded to this when he gave that thoughtful answer to your thoughtful question the other day about kids watching. Now think about the kids that are going to watch these two quarterbacks perform in the Super Bowl. One of them win it. One of them more than more than likely become MVP and go to Disney World. And this is going to be normal for them. Like right now, a black... And, and I've been saying this all week, and it's not in no way to diminish the significance yeah. or the milestone nature of this, but this isn't a watershed moment because black quarterbacks are so commonplace and black quarterbacks thriving is so commonplace in today's NFL. The best quarterbacks in the league, many of them are black, uh, if not multiracial. Um, the, 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 the highest paid, the most high profile, Patrick Mahomes is already the face of the league. Um, you know, the game is played in a way that when black quarterbacks were playing it this way, it was frowned upon. Yeah. So the game has evolved as such to where we're past, uh, we're past proving when it comes to black quarterbacks. We're past the point of a black quarterback success on the biggest stage in American sports and maybe American pop culture being somehow a, a, a watershed moment or a time that is going to change hearts and minds about whether or not a black quarterback can be successful at the highest level. I, we, I, we know that, and if you don't know that, you're probably somewhere unemployed at this point. Now, it doesn't mean the conversation around black quarterbacks has evolved all that right, much. Right. There's still double standards. Welcome to America. There's still double standards. There's still coded language. There's still ra- racism involved with how they're covered, how they're how they're uh, conversed about, how the commentary around them. That's any of us in any walk of life in this country. But when it comes to the opportunity, and when it comes to uh, being compensated. 
uh, and, and, and being held up as faces of franchises, if not the league. Black quarterbacks are already there. But some little kids are going to watch this game that has never watched football before, like Michael Smith back in 1988. That's never watched football before. And their love affair with this game is going to be colored, pun intended, yeah, right. by there being two black quarterbacks in the, in the Super Bowl. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's normal to me. I can do that. Or I, this is all I know is black quarterbacks. Whereas once upon a time, to see a black quarterback on this game was rare, whether it was McNair, whether it was Cam, whether it was uh, you know McNabb right. or Russell Wilson. Or uh, you Randall. know, or Rand- you know, this it, it was it was like oh, a black quarterback. Adam Randall, Dante Because why did yeah. you become a Philadelphia Eagles fan? You ain't from Philadelphia. Why did you become a Philadelphia Eagles fan? Because of their history and legacy of black quarterbacks. You know, well, I think it's uh, there are many layers to the story, and I think inspiration clearly is one of the big, big parts of it. Inspiration will happen. It happened for me uh, watching. Washington uh, beat down Denver. Remember, Denver got off to a 10-zip lead. Yeah, and then 35-10. And, and, <laughs> and then Washington just uh, uh, shut them down uh, after that. And Doug Williams and, and I think it was Tim Smith. Yeah, had, Timmy Smith. Yeah, 200 yards. Like 200 yeah. yards. And so there was so much inspiration, so much um, awe for me. I was in high school. I hadn't seen that before. I remember uh, Public Enemy. Uh, Flavor Flav talking about, we got a black quarterback in the Super Bowl. Now take that. You know, it was like a whole thing. It was like a lot of pride over this moment. So inspiration will happen. But I think the other thing, and and this is not something I necessarily am excited about as a parent, Hmm. with inspiration, there may come revelation too. Because now, now you've watched this as a kid, and you see that this is possible. Now you're going to start, your eyes are open yeah. to some of the other inconsistencies. Right, head coaching. <laughs> part of the league. Yeah. Your eyes are open yeah. to Jim Trotter asking yeah. a question yeah. to the commissioner right. of the NFL. Right. Do you have a problem? Is there some kind of discomfort with black leadership? Yeah, all right. Your eyes are open, whatever the Indianapolis Colts are going to do with their head coaching position. We've come position. so far, but it just illuminates how far we got to go. And what yeah. happened now that Steve Wilkes is a defensive coordinator yeah. and Brian Flores is a defensive coordinator. So, yeah. yes, that inspiration will also yeah. open some eyes. That's and now real. I like that. I like that. And it should not just be yeah. from children of color. We have not arrived. Uh, we're on our way, though. Um, so I'll wrap it up with answering my own question. So that's the story going in for me. Coming out. You mentioned coronation and conversation about the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. I've gone back and forth because I, I agree that the, 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 the physicality of the Philadelphia Eagles in, up on both lines, offensive and defensive, that's going to be a lot. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I think a kingdom becomes a dynasty. And Andy Reid enters into that pantheon of all-time great coaches. I mean, it's, it's hard to pass Belichick. He's out there? Well, I think he's there, but I don't know if he's mainstream there. I don't know if he's constantly, you know, yeah. you know, brought up in the, in the Lombardi and Landry and Paul Brown and Bill Belichick and Parcells. Yeah. I don't know, but not just winning a Super Bowl, uh, which he, you know he's already done with. Oh, excuse me, he's done. He's taken two teams to the Super Bowl. I beg your pardon. Mm-hmm. Won it with the second team. Now going to beat his former team. So there's some full circle closure there. I, I think now being a multiple Super Bowl champion, which I think he will be after Sunday puts Andy Reid on a different level. Mm. And look at the way he's evolved with the game, the quarterback whisperer he's been, the quarterbacks he's developed, that he's won with. We're talk, a name that doesn't come up enough when it comes to all-time great coaches in my mind is Joe Gibbs. We mentioned Doug Williams. Joe Gibbs, 
three Super Bowls, three quarterbacks, three running backs. Andy Reid, the success he's had with Donovan and Michael and Alex and Patrick. The offense, he's been at the, at the avant-garde, at the forefront of offensive ingenuity and evolution in the NFL. Andy Reid, man, I think he's going to be a big conversation once the Chiefs, sorry, beat y'all Eagles and a, and a kingdom, like I said, becomes a dynasty. Okay. But by the way, it doesn't become a dynasty until you get your third. Oh, is that the rule? Yeah, third. Three, oh, okay. three, four dynasty in a short span. Okay. That's for a dynasty. And then for an all-time GOAT, to be on okay. the GOAT farm for a quarterback, Okay. four. Okay. So, so if the well, Chiefs win, Mahomes will be halfway to the GOAT farm. Well, speaking of three, I kind of like this little three-way thing we got going here. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all. Thanks for hanging out. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.